This is Julie D. from NordoniaHills.News. The Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Sports Show this week with uh, me, Darius. We have a ton, and I mean a ton, to talk about with sports this week. But before we get into that, let me give you guys my sports fact of the week, of course. It's kind of strange because in my sports fact book for Today's date, which is Sunday, March 24th, it only gives me a quote from one named Bill uh, Visk, who was actually um, an owner of the Cleveland Indians at one point. So, therefore, because it doesn't give me an actual fact, I'm just going to go with yesterday's fact, which was March 23rd. In this day in 1990, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets edged the Michigan Spartans 81-80 to in overtime in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament, excuse me, um, at the Superdome in New Orleans. With the Yellow Jackets trailing 75-71, to guard Kenny Anderson hits a field goal to cut the deficit to two. And after the Spartans, guard Steve Smith misses the front end of a one-on-one. Anderson sinks another bucket at the buzzer to send the contest into overtime. Dennis Scott then hits um, an off-balance shot for that game winner. And speaking of NCAA tournaments, March Madness is in full swing. So ladies and gentlemen, get out your brackets. As today, um, the second round will continue. Washington and UNC will be uh, tipping it off at 2.40 p.m. Um, then Zion Williamson and the Duke Blue Devils will take on uh, UCF today at 5.15. Buffalo and Texas Tech will battle it out in the second round at 6.10 today. Liberty and Virginia Tech at 7.10. And then Oklahoma, and uh, who put a beating on Ole Miss this past Friday, will take on the number one seeded Virginia today um, at 7.45. And then our very own Ohio State and Houston University will face off tonight at 8.40. And then last but certainly not least, UC Irvine and Oregon, the 13 and 12 seeds, will be battling it out this evening at 9.40 p.m. The Sweet 16 of the NAAC Men's Tournament will begin this upcoming Thursday. Purdue, M- Michigan, um, Florida State, and Gonzaga are all will, will all play uh, this upcoming Thursday and have already secured a spot in that bracket. So like I said, get your brackets out, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to be a wild uh, finish here in March and heading into April as the number of teams in the tournament decrease little by little till we finally get to the final four and elsewhere. And now let's head into soccer as the UEFA Champions League is still underway. The first leg of the quarterfinals will begin on April 9th. The past games um, from the week, last week I should say, from March 12th, Manchester City slaughtered Schalke 4 by a final score of 7-0, aggregate score of 10-2. Juventus defeated Atletico Madrid that same day by a final score of 3-0. Bayern uh, Bayern Munich defeated Liverpool by a final score of 1-3. And then last but certainly not least, Barcelona uh, with a comfortable victory over Lyon with a final score of 5-1. to one. And as I was telling you, those um, legs in the quarterfinal begin on April 9th, and the games include 
uh, the matchups of Tottenham Hotspur and Manchester City, Liverpool and Porto from Portugal, Ajax Amsterdam from the Netherlands, Juventus, of course, Manchester United, as well as Barcelona. That will be the first leg um, before the second leg, leg kicks off a week later for the respective teams. And in the MLS, we finally had the MLS kickoff um, a few weeks ago, and what a start it's been. Atlanta United will be defending, looking to defend their crown um, in this upcoming season. And for the Columbus crew, they've actually been playing very well for the start of their season. In four matches, they have two wins, one draw, and a loss. That loss coming last night to the hands of Philadelphia Union by a final score of 3 to nothing. However, um, with a tie against the New York Red Bulls of 1-1, to as well as a 2 nothing win over New England and a 1 nothing win over FC Dallas, the Columbus crew with two wins, a draw, and a loss to start their season. Upcoming games for the Columbus crew include a matchup this upcoming Saturday with Atlanta United at Matt Free Stadium. Then the, um, the New England Revolution come to town for the crew before the, and then the crew head out to Montreal to take on the impact before heading back home to take on uh, the Portland Timbers. And then we'll face DC United at home as well. Um, before heading out on the road again to take on Houston. So a lot of um, soccer going on with the Columbus crew so far. They're second in the Eastern Conference um, behind D.C. United, who have two wins, one draw, and have yet to lose this season. In the Western Conference, LAFC um, has three wins, a draw, and no losses so far. They are the best team in the record. Uh, they have the best record, excuse me, in the MLS and have the most points with 10. They're the first team this season to reach double-digit points. And some key matches and notable matches this week upcoming in the um, MLS include Toronto FC and NYC FC um, facing off uh, this upcoming Friday. Uh, Chicago and the Chicago Fire and the New York Red Bulls um, will begin a slate of games for next Saturday. New England, Minnesota United will also face off that same Saturday. And Columbus also play this upcoming Saturday, as I mentioned previously, against Atlanta United um, as well. Next Sunday also, the LA Galaxy um, will host the Portland Timbers, uh, two uh, of the more notable teams in the MLS will be facing off against each other. So that concludes our MLS portion and slash soccer portion of the show. Now I want to get back to basketball where, of course, we always have to talk about our hometown Cleveland Cavaliers, who actually have been playing very well uh, recently after some lopsided games uh, against the 76ers, Magic, and Mavericks. The Cavaliers came back home for a three-game homestand and went 2-1 and one in that homestand. They beat two playoff teams, the Pistons and the Bucks. That final score of the Pistons game was 126-119. to The Cavs outscored the Pistons 39-31 to in the fourth quarter to win that game by seven. And then the Bucks, who uh, were resting heavily almost all of their players, Giannis Antetokounmpo did not play. 
Uh, former Cav George Hill did not play. Malcolm Brogdon is, of course, out for about six to eight weeks due to a foot injury. So it was mostly um, Chris Middleton, guys like uh, Brooke Lopez, and Eric Bledsoe who had to step up. However, their efforts were not enough as the Cavaliers were able to manage a 107-102 to win against the team with the best record in the NBA. The Cavs were shaky in the third quarter of that game as they were outscored 34-23 to in that third quarter. However, bounced back well with 26 points in the fourth quarter against Milwaukee's 21 for that five-point victory. And then, of course, to wrap up this week, the Cavs, unfortunately, suffered defeat to the hands of Lou Williams and the Los Angeles Clippers. Danilo Gallinari of the Clippers had 27 points. Shai Gilgis Alexander, the rookie, and um, actually has the longest last name in NBA history, had 16 points as well. Lou Williams, we know what he can do off the bench, had 15 points. And Montrezl Harrell, who really is in the conversation for most improved player of the year, has a um, had 14 points in 29 minutes uh, to go along with two rebounds and um, excuse me five rebounds and an assist. On the Cavs side, Kevin Love had 22 points this past Friday night against the Clippers. Colin Sexton with 20, Jordan Clarkson also with 20, and also congrats to Jordan Clarkson for being the number one bench scorer in a single season in Cavs history, surpassing um, our very own Campy Russell, who's on the Cavaliers Live pregame. For every Cavs game, you can catch them an hour and a half um, before tip-off. And Jordan Clarkson really just making a name for himself this season, showing us what he's capable of. And I've told you this before, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you it again. I stand by this. Jordan Clarkson is the sixth man of the year in the NBA. His consistency and his overall skill has elevated in really what he's playing his best basketball of his career right now. And we're clearly seeing that with the point productions he's putting up, the assists. As I said, the skill moves that he has, he's really establishing himself as one of the best players on this Cavalier team, if not the best player. And another player who... I've been extremely proud of and interested in is Colin Sexton, who before, or excuse me, um, as of March 8th, has not scored below 20 points. Here are Colin Sexton's point totals um, for the games beginning um, from March 8th in Miami against the Heat. 27, 28, 26, 23, 28, 27, 25 and 20. That's right. The least amount of points that Colin Sexton has scored um, in that stretch so far is 20 points coming this past Friday night against the Clippers. We can clearly see that Colin Sexton is elevating his game to a level that we have not seen um, this season. And Colin Sexton is obviously developing as a point guard. And I was actually thinking about this um, you can tell me your opinions um, by replying to me at Nordonia Sports is my Twitter handle on Twitter, of course. I'm posting new material there uh, quite frequently now. But you can um, reply to me on your opinion of this. But 
I have analyzed that Colin Sexton is better than Lonzo Ball. What's your thought on that? You know, I'm just thinking of, you know, in terms of consistency, in terms of productivity, Colin Sexton is better than Lonzo Ball. Ladies and gentlemen, what are your thoughts on that? Um, how do you react to that? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know on Twitter by reply. You can reply to me at Nordonia Sports. Another player who, um, has gained a lot of interest in these past weeks is Ante Zizic, who uh, in their Cavs 25 point blowout against the Toronto Raptors, um, Zizic had 17 that night, um, eight of 12 from the field, seven rebounds as well. And then this past Wednesday against the Bucks, uh, Zizic had double figure, uh, double digit rebounding, excuse me, and also shot 50% from the field for a total of eight points in 25 minutes. Um, unfortunately, Ante Zizic was, um, rather, um, unproductive this past Friday as in 14 points, he put up a donut 0 for 2 from the field. He did have three rebounds, two assists, and one block to go along with Friday night's performance. And the upcoming schedule for the Cavs, as of now, as we speak, in about two hours and 15 minutes, they will be in Milwaukee um, facing on the, excuse me, facing Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks, And then they will head home for uh, one game as Kyrie Irving and the Boston Celtics, who have been struggling as of late mightily, especially last night in Charlotte, they will come uh, to town to the queue to face off against the Cavs. And then after that game against the Celtics, the Cavs will begin a five-game West Coast road trip um, as they first head out to San Antonio in the AT&T Center to take on DeMar DeRozan and the Spurs. Then they head to Los Angeles to take on not the Lakers, but the Clippers. The last time the Cavs were in Los Angeles, uh, in Los Angeles, it was against the LeBronless Lakers, and the Cavs won that game 102-95. to And they're also looking for revenge against the Clippers um, due to Friday night's loss. Then the Cavs will head out uh, to the desert in Phoenix to face off against the Suns, and then head back to California, in, uh, this time in the capital of the state, Sacramento, um, with a date with, um, or for a date with De'Aaron Fox and the Kings. And then it is off to Northern California, San Francisco, Oakland Bay Area, as the Cavaliers will have their hands mightily full um, against their NBA Finals rival, the Golden State Warriors. They'll be in Oakland um, to face the two-time defending champions. And then that will be, um, that game against the Warriors in Oakland will be the Cavs' final road game of the season. After that, they come home for two more games, uh, which will, of course, conclude their season because there is no chance that they are making the playoffs whatsoever. They are 14th in the NBA's Eastern Conference. And that will conclude our segment on the Cavs, and I just finished talking about the conference standings and how that relates to the Cavs. In terms of playoff times, um, Andrew hopefully will be with us to talk about that um, in the next couple of weeks. The Bucks have uh, clinched their playoff division. They are 54-19 and 19 as we speak. Um, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10. And then the Toronto Raptors are in second place behind the Bucks. 
um, at 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and 51-22. and 22. It is the Sixers, the Pacers, and the Celtics in that order um, after the Raptors. Um, the 76ers with a tough loss in Atlanta. Trey Young really um, showcasing his talents um, down at uh, Phillips Arena, showcased his talents at Phillips Arena last night with that um, clutch game winner with uh, one-tenth of a second remaining in the ball game against the Sixers. Nonetheless, though, Philadelphia are 7-3 in their last 10, 47-26 overall record. The Indiana Pacers, without uh, Victor Oladipo, have struggled um, in their last 10 games. They've lost four in a row and are 3-7 and seven in their last 10. And the Boston Celtics are 43-30, and 30, um, one of the biggest disappointments in the NBA this year. Nonetheless, they still have the five seed, and um, they have lost three in a row, five and five in their last ten. They are seventeen and nineteen on the road. However, the good news is they are they are grateful for their comforts at home, as they're twenty six and eleven at the TD Garden. And if the playoffs were to begin today in the Eastern Conference, the Bucks would be facing the Miami Heat, the Raptors would be facing the Nets. The 76ers would be taking on the Pistons, and one of them, probably the most intriguing matchup of that Eastern Conference, if the playoffs were to start today, is that 4-5 Pacers-Celtics um, opening round series. The Pacers would have home court advantage. The first two games would be in Indianapolis, and I'm definitely interested to see if these standings hold what the Celtics can do. I definitely think that if the Celtics match up with, against the Pacers, just based, you just base it off the roster here and overall skill. It's most likely going to be a six game series, uh, for the Celtics if they were to face the Pacers and the Pacers had home court. But that's a whole nother episode that we're going to talk about once we get closer to playoff time and once we actually have, um, the matches to discuss. Right now, we're really just debating. We don't know if these standings are final. Just due to how close the Eastern Conference standings are, really interested to see what's um, going to go down in these last um, few weeks of the regular season. But if you think the um, NBA's Eastern Conference is competitive, just wait until you get to the standings for the Western Conference. As the Rockets have been on an absolute tear after that miserable 1-5 start to the season, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Overall record of 46 and 27 with a 63 winning percentage. Um, they're 27 and 10 at home and 19 and 17 um, on the road. The Warriors are in the second seed, actually. The Nuggets, uh, they're a half game behind the Denver Nuggets, who now, of course, have taken the first seed in the Western Conference. They're 49 and 22, 19 and 16 um, on the road, and then 30 and 6 at home. That is the best record um, as of now in home record, that is, in the NBA. If the Bucks were to beat the Cavs today, then they would be tied with the Nuggets for the best home record in the NBA. Greg Popovich, um, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, and the Spurs are a record of 42-31. and 31. They are the eighth seed in the West, so if the playoffs began today, they'd take on the Nuggets. The Warriors would take on the Utah Jazz. The Rockets would face the Los Angeles Clippers. And then the Trail Blazers, the 4-seed and the 5-seed Thunder, would face off with Portland getting the home court advantage. And ladies and gentlemen, what I have a question for you guys. What's your final predictions 
um, for these final standings because um, it, it's possible that it can change. Um, it may not change just based on the scheduling. But what's uh, your overall idea? What do you think is going to play out in these uh, next final weeks as the um, regular season rolls to an end here? Reply um, to that question to me on Twitter. Of course, my handle is at Nordonia Sports. Uh, what is your overall predictions for these NBA playoff standings? Some notable games um, in the NBA as we wind down the season here. Um, tonight, the San Antonio Spurs will be in Boston to take on the Celtics. Um, the 76ers will be taking on the Magic tomorrow um, from Amway Center in um, Orlando. Now, I know that doesn't seem like a very important game because it's the Orlando Magic, but the Magic still have a shot in the playoff standings as they are the ninth seed, 35-38. and 38. They still have a great chance to make the playoffs. They've won their last four and are 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. Um, the Rockets, James Harden, um, Chris Paul, and Houston will be in Milwaukee this upcoming Tuesday to face Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Pacers will be in Oklahoma City to face off against Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and the Thunder. The Brooklyn Nets and Philadelphia 76ers um, will be facing off in Philadelphia this upcoming Thursday. If you haven't checked my Twitter lately, I put a huge, I put um, a video from ESPN, kind of a short documentary about the um, resurgence of the Brooklyn Nets, who had a huge win this past Friday in Los Angeles against the Lakers by a final score of 111 to 106. Um, the Nets definitely looks like they're gonna hold off for a playoff spot. As of now, they are currently seventh in the Western Conference. The Denver Nuggets will be in Houston that same day to face off against the um, Rockets. The Pacers and the Celtics um, will be facing off um, this past Friday. And I was talking to you guys about the importance of that Pacers-Celtics matchup. Uh, the Pacers and Celtics still have two games to play against each other in the regular season, one in Boston and one in Indianapolis. And um, the NBC Sports Boston crew was even talking um, during the game against the Charlotte Hornets last night that, you know, the Celtics, that four, that four and five seed, it's really still up for grabs. The Celtics have a chance to get home court advantage with that four seed and have the Pacers move down to that fifth seed. Those are um, those two matches are definitely going to be extremely intriguing, um, especially with what is at stake um, due to the pl um, playoffs right around the corner. The Denver Nuggets then head to Oklahoma City to face off against the Thunder that same uh, Friday, which is this upcoming Friday. And the Los Angeles Lakers, who are pretty much out of the playoffs, will be facing off against the um, Oklahoma City Thunder. But one another huge match um, next Tuesday, April second, is um, the Denver Nuggets in Oakland to take on the Warriors, two best teams um, in the Western Conference. Then the Celtics will face off against the Miami Heat that next Wednesday, and um, the Bucks and the 76ers the up that upcoming Thursday will face uh, will face off in Philadelphia. And like I said, the Celtics, um, Friday, April 5th, the Celtics will be in Indianapolis um, to face the Pacers. 
And those are really uh, just an example of some of the marquee games uh, this week. I don't want to tell you guys all of them um, because there are just so many. And that just shows you how close and how awesome these playoffs are going to be. I'm extremely excited for these playoffs. How excited are you guys? What are you anticipating for the playoffs? You can let me know on Twitter. So make sure you do that, of course, at Nordonia Sports. And that concludes our NBA segment of the show. We're now going to move in to baseball as the Cleveland Indians are um, closing in on their regular season, uh, opening day of the regular season, which will be um, in Minnesota for three games against the Twins. But in terms of spring spring training, uh, the notable results from this past week include um, this past Monday when the San Diego Padres defeated the Indians by a final score of three to one. Uh, the Indians were uh, twelve and ten, and this Padres at fourteen and eighteen. And then the Cleveland Indians uh, were unfortunately not able to um, get a victory this past Thursday against the Texas Rangers, who were twelve and fourteen. The um, Rangers scored in four consecutive innings, one uh, one point each time. And then it was not enough as the Indians fell to the Rangers by four. However, the Indians were ha- able to uh, gain some redemption this past Friday as they defeated um, their rival, the Chicago Cubs, who defeated them in that 2016 World Series. Sorry to bring up those um, harsh nightmares for you Indians fans. The Indians scored um, or ran five bases in the second uh, inning alone and were able to breeze through uh, the Chicago Cubs, like I said, by a final score of 8-3. to three. And then yesterday, they defeated the Cincinnati Reds by a final score of 5-8. to eight. Indians ran three bases, um, all in the fifth inning. Um, before that, they, had a, uh, they ran a base in the first, third, and fourth innings um, to take that um, three-point win against Cincinnati. And um, this upcoming schedule for the Indians... To finish off their spring training, They're, they'll be in Chicago to take on the White Sox today at 3.05. Um, then they'll head back out to Texas to face off against the Rangers for two games. And that will conclude the Indian spring training as this Thursday um, they will be, like I said, they'll be um, in Minnesota to take on the Twins for three games. And then we'll head home for a lengthy amount of time two games against the White Sox, and then four games in a row um, against the Toronto Blue Jays. And last, but certainly not least, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the biggest, most talked about uh, sports events in the city of Cleveland right now. Um, surprisingly, with the team who's not even playing the season yet, the Cleveland Browns um, just were, were able to trade for Odell Beckham Jr. of the uh, New York Giants, um, a former Pepsi NFL Rookie of the Week um, and NFL Honors um, Offensive Rookie of the Year, is now an official member of the Cleveland Browns who were able to um, snatch him from the New York Giants um, about two weeks ago on March 12th. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at this this Browns roster. Of course, we now know that Odell Beckham Jr. is now on the team. Baker Mayfield, um, of course, is now there. And really, an, an overall analysis of this, this is a rather deep team now. 
Um, we saw what the Browns were able to do last season. It was a redemption season for the Browns after, you know, that 0-16 season, um, then being able to come out and, you know, compete with teams. Now they have players such as Odell Beckham Jr., Baker Mayfield, of course, Nordonia's own Denzel Ward, Kareem Hunt, and Jarvis Landry as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at a very complete team, and I've been hearing a lot of talk that the uh, Browns not only will make the Super Bowl, but will perhaps win the Super Bowl as well. Ladies and gentlemen, what are your thoughts, overall thoughts, on the Cleveland Browns? They'll definitely make the playoffs for sure, you would think, um, with such a complete roster um, as this. But ladies and gentlemen, what are your overall thoughts on the Cleveland Browns? What are your expectations? What are you anticipating from them um, in this upcoming NFL season, which is still a few months to go? And of course, finally, I just want to let you let you guys know that if you haven't um, in a while, please make sure you go and check out not only my Twitter page, which is at Nordonia Sports, but also check out NordoniaHills.News as we just had a community expo uh, this weekend, a lot to cover from there. Um, we also have a lot of uh, work from students who are covering baseball this season and track as well. If you haven't checked out their awesome work, make sure you um, look at what they've been doing in the Nordonia community and at Nordonia High School. And that concludes our show for this week. Hopefully, Andrew will be back um, for our next show as we'll dive even deeper into this Browns roster. We'll look at um, an analysis of the Indians and also dive deep into the conclusion of the NBA season as well as um, looking ahead for the NBA playoffs um, and, of, of course, MLS soccer and much more to come for you guys um, for our next show. Until then, guys, have a terrific week. Go Cavs, and I'll see you for the next show with Andrew. Take care.